This is a Stand with Lynette podcast. You have episode 49, Building a Relationship with God Through Personalized Gospel Study with Aaron Ropolato. What would your life be like if you knew you could stand firmly on the covenant path, come what may? My name is Lynette Shepard, and I am here to help you do just that. If you are a Latter-day Saint woman with a desire to brighten your faith as the world grows darker, you are in the right place. Together, let's stand. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to Stand with Lynette. I'm so happy you're here. If you're here for the first time, welcome for the first time. For all of you who are out there listening, this podcast is designed by me for you to hopefully help you stand a little more firmly on the covenant path, a little more closely yoked to Jesus Christ, to help you discern truth, to help you have a desire to live truth, and all those great things. And that's always my goal with every guest that comes on here, as well as the personal solo episodes that I publish. So today... My guest is Erin Rapolato from Seek This Jesus Study. She is going to teach us about how learning styles can help us to truly build a relationship with Jesus Christ through our gospel study. I learned so much in this episode that will be helpful for me as an individual, helpful for me as a mother to understand how my kids best learn the gospel, and also as a gospel doctrine teacher. So, Wherever you are, if it's personal, if it's family, if it's teaching the gospel at church, this episode is going to help you learn how to connect with people so that they can connect with God and how to get the most out of your gospel study. So without any further ado, my friends, let's get to today's interview with Aaron Ropolato. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Stand with Lynette podcast. I'm so excited today to introduce you to my friend, Erin Ropolato. She is an expert on learning styles, and she is going to teach us today how to incorporate our learning style into our study of the gospel so that we can learn more and get more out of it and connect more to our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. And I actually don't know a lot about this, so I'm really excited to learn from Erin. So welcome to the podcast, Erin. Thank you, Lynette. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm excited you're here. So can you just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family and the work that you do? Yes, I'd love to. So as she's, as Lynette said, my name is Erin Ropolato, and I live in northern Utah with my husband. We've been married 22 years, and then we have three teenage daughters, one that's almost 19 that's in college. We have a senior that's 17 and a freshman. And I am a former kindergarten teacher, so that will come into play here in just a few minutes when I start talking about the different learning styles. That's kind of where I learned all about learning styles was in my teaching, and um, we'll talk about that in just a second. But I served a mission in Ecuador many years ago. In Actually, I was in three different missions, so that's kind of unique in Ecuador, the way that missions combined and split in the 16 months that I was there. Um, also my family and I, we love to go camping and spend time in the mountains and we love soccer. All three of our daughters play soccer. So that kind of involves a lot of my life and I enjoy teaching and learning and studying the scriptures. So that's going to come into play too with the things that the conversation we'll have today. Awesome. Awesome. So that's so interesting. Three missions in one mission. Yes. So it did it like split and recombine three times? How did that work out? So I was in, I was called to serve in the 
Ecuador Guayaquil North mission, I was there for two months and then they had to combine the three missions in the country of Ecuador down to two. So then I was in just in the Ecuador Guayaquil mission and right before I went home, they split it back to three and then I was in the Guayaquil South mission. So anyway, just whirlwind in 16 months, but that's kind of a, on my mom, my plaque, it says the Ecuador Guayaquil missions. My mom put it Missions. So. <laughs> so. I love that. That's so okay. interesting. Okay. That's awesome. So kindergarten teacher taught you about learning styles and now you're translating that into studying the gospel. So talk to me about that. How, how okay. does that look? Well, just a little bit of background. Just when I taught kindergarten, I was basically, it was over 19 years ago that I was trying to teach my students how to learn their ABCs and sounds. That's kind of what we did in basic things. And I I found out the more I use different learning styles, like showing them the letter, having them make it with their bodies and adding music to it, the more they retained that information. So fast forward about till about two years ago, I was on a walk one day and all of a sudden I realized that we learn the gospel and can study the scriptures and general conference talks using our learning styles that it doesn't have to look a certain way for it to count and i don't know about you but i remember in my seminary days to get on the 180 reading day club we had to read every night for 10 minutes and we had to be reading the scriptures and now we have so many different opportunities and options available to us. We can listen to the scriptures. We can also read them. We can watch videos about the scriptures, especially like the Book of Mormon videos and the Bible videos that are available through the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But there's so many other ways that we can connect with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, and it doesn't have to look a certain way. And so using learning styles helps bring that into play. Yeah, that's so interesting because as you're talking about it, just recently, like within the last couple of years, I've started listening to my scriptures a lot and I will listen to a general conference talk or sometimes my scriptures while I'm getting ready in the morning. And I think it's interesting because I pick up different things when I'm mm -hmm. listening rather than when I'm reading and it's all good. Like I want to listen, but then I also want to mark it and write the, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's kind of like a combination, but I would love to know what are the learning styles? <laughs> like, how does this work? So I just want to share really quickly a, a quote actually by Elder D. Todd Christofferson. And this was from the April 2022 General Conference. And he said, in the end, it is the blessing of a close and abiding relationship with the Father and the Son that we seek. It makes all the difference and is everlastingly worth the cost. And I love that quote because it the our whole goal on this earth is to develop that close and abiding relationship with heavenly father and jesus christ so that we can return and live with them and that the way that we develop those relationships is different for everyone and just really quickly i have a friend and this was when i first started um realizing all this stuff i was sharing it with my ministering sister and she had gone home and was telling her husband all about it and at a young woman activity one night, he came up to me and he said, he's like, I always thought I wasn't spiritual enough because I don't study the scriptures like my wife. And that was an eye-opening statement to me that there are so many people that think that they don't do things the right way. 
that there really is no one right way to build a relationship. And as we go and talk about the learning styles, you will see that there is a multitude, millions of ways we can build a relationship with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, that it doesn't have to look all the same. And we don't have to compare how we develop relationship with somebody else. I love that. That that. That is something that I think about all of the time because, um, because I really, I mean, just in my own family, my husband is a totally opposite learner than I am. He's not one to sit down and read the scriptures, but he has a very deep connection to heavenly father and Jesus Christ through being in nature and through um, his study, he does more. He does a lot more listening to things, but he's always compared himself to how I am. Like, I mean, I am a book learner. I like to have my book. I like to have my red pencil. I do enjoy that, but I do also enjoy other other ways of of studying the scriptures or general conference talks or whatever I'm trying to do. Yeah, it's just interesting just thinking about even in my kids or my husband and how different we all are. And like you said, I think sometimes we do feel like we have to, it has to look a certain way or we have to do it a certain way. And if it's like putting a square peg into a round hole, then we don't want to do it, you know? And so I love that you are expanding our view here of what it looks like to study and, and to connect because like you said, that's the, that's the goal. That's the whole purpose and the whole goal. Yeah. So I like that, that I do like to bring that quote in just because just letting people know that it's relationship that we're building It's and scripture study and general conference talks are a tool to build that relationship as is prayer and receiving revelation. And those things also, we won't really talk about them as much today, but you do learn, use your learning styles in the way that you pray and the way that you receive revelation. Heavenly father sends information to you according to your learning styles. So that's so good. good. I've never really thought about that. This is opening my mind to a whole new way of thinking. So thank you. I'm excited to learn more. (laughs) So do you want me to start and share right now the eight learning styles? Yeah, let's get into it. Into it. And the the eight learning styles actually were created by a man named Howard Gardner, and he called them multiple intelligences. But For most of us, that means absolutely nothing. So that's why I just kind of changed the term terminology just to learning styles. That's another term that is used in the education world. But he created these multiple intelligences or discovered them in 1983. So it was a really long time ago. And they are just the ways that we learn. And we all have multiple ways that we learn. Usually we have a dominant learning style, but then we do incorporate all of the learning styles in some way or another into our learning. And just to bring in one scripture about learning styles, this is in 2 Nephi chapter 31. And it's verse 3. And this is where, this is actually where Nephi is teaching about the doctrine of Christ. And he says, For my soul delighteth in plainness. For after this manner doth the Lord God work among the children of men. For the Lord God giveth light unto the understanding For he speaketh unto men according to their language and to their understanding. And that right there speaks to me learning styles. The Lord is going to speak to us and teach us according to our learning styles and the way that we learn. So to start off with the different learning styles, and I will tell you, um, Howard Gardner has some very um, difficult terminology for the different learning styles. So I have simplified all of them just so that anybody can understand. So 
The first learner is a social learner. And these types of learners enjoy being with other people and working together on projects. They are aware, very aware of other people's feelings and they love to have discussions and, and cooperate with other people. Now, and I'll, as I go through these, I'll also share a few ideas you can use in your scripture study, your come follow me lessons at home, church lessons. Um, to incorporate our social learners, you can have a lot of questions and discuss them together. You could have the students in your class or your family share their favorite verse of scripture from what they read that week. Um, social learners also can post on social media and share something that they have learned that week or that day or whatever, however ever they want to. So that is a social learner. And all of us have parts of these. Right, right, right. So there might be some things we like more than others. Okay, so our second learner is called an individual learner. And these are very, these learners are very self-reflective. They like to ponder and journal. They're very goal-oriented, especially for themselves personally. And they're able to relate what they read back to their own personal lives and how it relates easily. And just so you know, I'm giving you only just like a brief little few characteristics of each. There's a whole lot more. Um, but for our individual learners, it's important for them if you're doing something with your family or in your own study that you're just writing down what you're learning. And if you're in a social setting, it's good if you have a question that you give individual learners time to think about the question before they answer. So a good practice if you are doing something with your family is to give them the question first before you read the verse and then still give them time to think about it before they need to respond. So, and sometimes they don't need to respond actually out loud too. <laughs> so, yeah. The individual. So, okay, so our third learner is a hands-on learner. And these, those that are hands-on learners really like to move their bodies. They like to act things out, build things, and to touch things. And they also, they are ones that like to use all the senses. So they like to taste and smell, all those things. So some good ideas to incorporate hands-on learners, either for yourself or for others, is you can play games. You can act out stories. You can read while you're eating a snack. Or you can listen to the scriptures while you're walking or exercising or folding laundry, those, those kinds of things for good for hands-on learners. Then, and a lot of our kids, you think about a lot of our kids, especially young kids, are have a lot of hands-on learning in them. They need mm -hmm. to. <laughs> yeah. So, so our next learner is called a book learner. And that is those that, and just on a book learner, everyone has some book learning in them no matter what, because that is how you're going to either hear information or read information. So our book learners are in are good with reading, listening. They like to define words. They like to actually to write things also. They enjoy lectures and classes and taking notes. So if you think about a traditional school setting, it it is very catered towards a book learner. Some ideas to incorporate the book learning style in your gospel study, either scriptures or come follow me, is to read the scriptures. You can read them out loud even. You can listen to the scriptures. You can study them using the footnotes or adding general conference talks. 
And then even just having people tell the story back in their own words after they've read it will is very book learning. Okay. That's good to know. That's good. <laughs> and I do have just really quickly, I do have a PDF on my website that has a list, all these really with simple explanations. If so, you don't have to be madly taking notes. So, um, our next learner is called a STEM learner. That stands for science, technology, engineering, and math. And these types of learners are very analytical and they love numbers and symbolism. And these learners tend to be very, very organized. They like to have a specific day, time, place that they're going to read and study the scriptures. They're very that way. And they usually STEM learners prefer to read their scriptures on their phones instead of in a book since they have that technology in front of them or on an iPad. Also, our STEM learners, um, so some ideas, they are very sequential. So they like to start at the beginning of First Nephi and read all the way to Moroni. They don't want to deviate from that. They look for lists. Um, you can look for lists in the scriptures, like of, you know, um, how Enos received a remission of his sins, the steps that he took. You could write those out. And then I said to also just having the specific study time is good for STEM learners. Nice. Yes. Are you I'm seeing like any to... yourself and your kids? Yeah, your... I am. I'm just like, I'm trying, like I can see myself in a lot of these, but I'm thinking of my kids and thinking like, how do they learn? I don't even know that I know that. Yeah. <laughs> so this could help a little bit. So our next learner is the sixth one is a music learner. So these learners obviously, obviously like music and rhythm. They don't necessarily have to play an instrument or sing well to be a music learner. They can just enjoy the music of others. These are ones of people that are always tapping their feet, tapping their pencil, moving their body with to a beat. So some ideas for our music learners is to sing songs or to listen to instrumental music while you're reading the scriptures. Even just listening to the scriptures speaks to our music learners because they're listening to the cadence of the voice that they're listening to. So if you listen to the scriptures on the Gospel Library app, which we have available in our pockets every single day, just listening to that voice. And they can make up like a jingle or something to remember like a little verse or a phrase that they like. So for our music learners. Yes, love it. Okay, so our seventh learner is a nature learner. And they love to be outside. They love anything that has to do with plants, animals, weather, mountains, streams, lakes, all the different landforms. So some ideas to help nature learners with their gospel study is to have them find analogies in nature that relate to the topic or the, the doctrine or the principle that they're learning. They can study outside or even just sitting next to a window with the sunlight coming in will help a nature learner or listen while you're walking outside, like going on a walk, listening to the scriptures or to a general conference talk. So I love it. Is that the last one or is there more? No, there's, there's one more. Okay. One more. Let's hear it. Our visual learners are ones that like to draw design. They like watching movies. They like looking at maps and they like artwork and they can be an artist themselves, but they don't have to be an artist. They can just enjoy the art of others. 
And so some ideas for visual learners is you can have them, like if you're teaching, come follow me with your kids and you're reading the story that we're reading this week about um, calling Peter, Peter and Andrew to be um, disciples and they're on their boat. You can have your kids draw pictures of what's happening in the story. You could watch the actual video, Bible video of that. Um, or you can make like word art or use a scripture journal that has the margins that you can doodle and draw and add color to your scriptures. So those are the eight learning styles. Wow. Okay. So I love it. I Like I said, I'm just thinking about myself. I'm thinking about my family. You have two teenagers. How do, how do you determine your kids' learning style? Or do they tell you what it is when they know what all of them are? Like, how does that does that work? So as a parent, I mean, you can just look just kind of through observation. You can kind of see different things. Like are they more responsive when they get to talk and share? And they're most going to be a social learner if they're really excited to share everything that they learned that week in seminary or wherever they have been, or if they're more kind of um, contemplative, they're going to be more the individual learner. If they can't sit still, you know, they're probably a hands-on learner and you can find ways to bring them in. So for me, it's, I mean, I do know a lot about it, but for people that I have been teaching about learning styles, they have just learned a lot of things just from observation mm -hmm. of their children or of their class. If you teach primary or you teach young men or young women, what activities do they respond better to? Yeah. Settings. What about gospel doctrine? I'm a gospel doctrine teacher. <laughs> How, do, how would I do this for adults? Well, you, there's an easy there's easy ways to reach every learning style in your in your gospel doctrine class. You can show pictures, just having pictures in the room, or writing things on the board. If you're writing like a list, like we're going to study um, Peter, James, and John. We're going to study. I mean, listing out even your sequence of. We're going to talk about this story first, then we're going to move to this one and this one that would help your STEM learners and your visual learners to see that written out on the board. Um, you can bring in just a small, if you bring in a small video clip in during a gospel doctrine lesson, you are reaching automatically seven learning styles. Wow. Especially if you give them something, a question to think about at the beginning. So if you give them a question, you're going to watch the video clip. And then afterwards, you discuss that. You're going to reach your social learners because they're going to be able to share. Your individual learners will be thinking about that question as they watch the video. I got to think book, the book learners were automatically going to get because they're hearing the words of the scriptures. The Bible videos are very, they are pretty much word for word what is in the scriptures. Um, and they're going to get probably nature learning in the video clip because the Savior's usually outside doing different things in those video clips. Visual, they're going to be watching the video. Music, there's music to the background in the in the videos. And I missed one. No, I didn't. I got nature, visual, music, STEM. The only thing you're missing is hands-on. But <laughs> at home, you can easily do that if you're watching a video clip. You give your kids a little snack to eat while during come follow me while you're watching the video clip so i mean and you could pass out a little treat for your your class to eat during gospel doctrine just a little piece of candy or something i've done that before 
Okay. <laughs> then you have done. So that is you're you're hitting all eight learning styles in just that short, maybe five minute video clip. And then you have the discussion afterwards to bring in the social learning part. You've done it all. I love it. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> well, it is. It is. in just in just I mean, there's just small, simple things that you can do to to bring in the different the different learning learning styles. So how has this changed your study? So for me personally, and and that's the one thing that I do like to share too, every, but every, each person, we're all responsible for our own learning. I, I can teach my kids, but I'm not responsible if they take that inside of them. I mean, it's their choice. They get to choose if they're going to take it in as a, as a learner. And so I have, my study has changed in that some days I might just listen to the scriptures and now for me, that's okay. Because before I used to think I had to read the scriptures and I had to be in them for so a certain amount of time. And now it's just like, I can read a verse and I can ponder that verse throughout the day as I'm going about washing dishes or driving carpool or whatever I'm doing and realizing that I am connecting and building relationship with heavenly father and Jesus Christ with just one verse and, or listening to it. And it's, and it's okay that it doesn't have to look a specific way and that it doesn't have to look like my net, my next door neighbor, how she studies or how my mom studies or how she learns. So. Yeah. I love that in, in teaching and talking to a bunch of different women, I've heard people say that same thing recently. They're like, I just like I gave up my perfectionistic tendencies of what it's, it is supposed to look like. And then that opened up a whole world of connection and learning that I didn't realize. And I thought that was, that was interesting to hear. And this was like an older woman who had told me this, you know, she's like, I, for my whole life, I thought it had to be this certain way. And now it's so freeing to realize it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to it be really, a certain way. It really is freeing in that. And I think in, even look, as I said, as I studied general conference talks, they're opening that freeing up. I mean, that, that it's, it can look so different for everybody and, and every stage of life and every season of life is different. My scripture study looks different every single day. There's no two days that look alike because some days I have, I have two minutes today and I'll, I'll take that two minutes or some days I have 30 minutes or some days I have like an hour that I can study. You know, it just depends on the day and the flow of my life and routine, but realizing that even if I only take one minute to read one verse, but then I can ponder it throughout the day that, um, that, that still is a way to connect. And even if I don't have time to even open my scriptures, if I go read the saying on my wall, that's a piece part of scripture. And I'm thinking about that or passing the picture of the temple or the picture of Jesus Christ on my wall and my thoughts turn to him that I'm still, I'm still connecting every day in different ways. Yeah, that's so good to think about that. It doesn't always have to look the same. And it's, yeah, it's good to understand that. So what I'm curious, what's your learning style? My dominant learning style is a book learner. And then really closely behind, I do have a, a thing that I, a little questionnaire, a longer one that you can ans answer lots of different questions and give yourself a number for each of them. And my second one is a STEM learner and visual is right below it. Like, I mean, like 35, 34, like numbers. 
And wow. then also I am a lot of a music learner in just in the enjoyment of the music. I'm not a musician in any way, shape or form. Yeah. But. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I took your quiz. I was talking to you before the interview, um, your little free quiz you have on your website. And it said, I was a dominant book learner as well. And I can see that, but then also like, I prefer to listen to audio books because I can do stuff while I'm, while I'm listening, you know, like I'm on the go, you know, like I'm on my hike or whatever, mm -hmm. like yes. I have something in my ears that I'm listening. So I feel like I can multitask and like learn while I move. And so I'm like seeing little bits of myself and all the things. And I know that when I listen to general conference, I'm like, oh, this is so amazing. And then I don't remember any of it. <laughs> like, unless I'm taking notes by the end of the session, I will have forgotten what that person said. And maybe is that like the book learner in me who has to write it down? So I can see it probably a book. Yes. Book and also visual. Cause I mean, if you're a book learner and you go back and read through your notes, but I'm a book learner. I, I do take notes during general conference, but I don't always go back and read my notes, but it's just me in the writing it down that helps remember things more. I mean, I do go back and look through my notes in some different, different for different things, but not as much like there's some things I take notes on and I never, ever open that notebook again and look through them. That is me. I was like just cleaning out one of my closets the other day and I found notes from BYU Women's Conference from like 10 years ago. And I was like, I've never ever looked at these again. But it helps me stay present in the moment, you know, yes. and and helps me to learn better because I'm like, it, I can see it. I have to see it for it to really sink in, I think. So maybe yes. that's so there's, so there's your there's part of your visual. But like we said at the beginning, we have a little bit of everything in us. And actually all of our learning styles are God-given gifts to us. So we can, if we have, if we are lacking in something and we want to develop that learning style, we can develop that learning style. Also, we can do some of the little things and pair them with things that we already enjoy doing. Like if, if you're not a nature learner, but you do like to listen to general conference talks, just taking that outside on a walk just pairing it with something you already enjoy will help you become a better nature learner. Hmm. So. Okay. So get, so give me some other examples. How can we develop some of these things if we're wanting to, if you're wanting to, so just pairing it with something that you enjoy. So if you really are a visual learner, it's maybe going out and looking, or if you're not a visual learner, we'll do that. If you're not a visual learner and you want to become a visual learner, it's going and looking maybe for artwork that goes along with the words, the story that you're reading and studying that, or just taking a minute and writing one word or one phrase in the margins and making it in fancy lettering <laughs> in your margin could help you develop that visual or just actually, and just writing things down too, like we just talked about would help to develop the visual learner. And if you're not really a hands-on learner, it's just taking those things like putting the AirPods in while you're and listening to the general conference talk while you're folding laundry, something that you already have to do, which is just something that you do, but you're not, it's not you're not necessary, but then doing it with something that is gospel related, I guess, adding that in to help develop that, that hands-on learning. Yeah. Okay. I love it. You've given me a lot to think about. I'm just thinking, okay how can I change my come follow me <laughs> to engage more of my kids? And if you have kids with, with different learning styles, 
like I'm just thinking I should switch it up and do some like different stuff every night or because our companies, I'll be honest, like in, on a daily basis are super short. <laughs> and ours so, are too. And that's and what that ours are too. That's one thing we decided we would do it each every night. And we're not perfect at doing it every night. And we, we and it's it's usually late at night. We're we're night owls, not early birds at our house. And so it looks so different. And sometimes it's just reading that one little verse and discussing it. And sometimes it's like, let's look at the the picture that goes with this week. And we'll, let me just paraphrase the story for you, but you know, and then ask one question or something with it. Different things. Yeah. Just switch it up, switch it up. Okay. This is so good. I'm trying to think of what else I can learn from you. What else can you teach me, Erin? Well, I just, there's one, I'll share one, one, one story from the scriptures. Okay, let's do it. About the story of Nephi building a ship. He uses all eight learning styles in that experience that we read about in the scriptures. And this is all over. You can read Enos. All of them are there in third Nephi chapter 11. When Jesus appears to the Nephites, all eight learning styles are there. But let me just share with you about Nephi building a ship. So it was a social experience for him because he was building the ship with his brothers and his dad. It was a, they were all doing it together. It was an individual experience because Nephi was called to go up into the mountain to be with the Lord so that he could tell him what he needed him to do. It was a hands-on experience because they're building the ship. Um, it's a book learning experience because Nephi heard the voice of the Lord and talked with the Lord. So he was, he was hearing all of that. And then actually he did, did go and record it. So he's writing it out. So that can be a book learning. Um, it was STEM because he was given the step-by-step -step instructions from time to time he went to the mountain to get the next step. It was music because he was hearing the voice of the Lord. If you think of just listening to the cadence of the Lord's voice, I mean, that I'm sure is probably pretty soothing. And somebody mentioned to me the other day that they were building the boat or the ship on the beach. So they probably heard the waves, just that rhythmic waves coming in. It was nature learning because he did go to the mountain and then they're also on the beach that can bring in and right there by the water. And it was visual because he saw what he needed to do next. It says in the scriptures that he was shown what he needed to do. So that's just one really quick example of where you can see how the Lord taught Nephi according to his learning styles and using all of them, all of the learning styles so that he could reach that any type of learner. <laughs> That's awesome. So now I'm going to be looking for that. I'm sure there's lots of examples in the scriptures. Oh, there's, there's a whole be, lot. Yes. It would be interesting just to pay attention to that. I'm going to do that. Let General Conference talks too. They're, they're there. Sister Browning's talk. There's one paragraph that uses all eight learning styles. She talks about all eight learning styles in one paragraph. Wow. So I, want, I wonder if she, that, knew, <laughs> she, I don't I know. she knew she was doing that or if it was. I don't know. I don't know. So it's, that's cool. Anyway. Okay. I'm going to go read her talk. So on, on your website, you talk about the Seek This Jesus study process. Will you, will you tell us a little bit about that? It's seek, think, jump and share. So it's just my my handle is seek this Jesus study. So it's just like we are seeking and searching for that relationship with Jesus Christ. As we seek that and we engage with him, um, then we can come to know him. 
And so I, I probably didn't read through all of those exactly. Um, but it's just, it's just that process of building that relationship and using our learning styles to build that relationship with, with him, because we know, um, that that is what we're here to do to build relationship with Jesus Christ so that we can trust him and have faith and hope through his atoning sacrifice that we can return and live with our heavenly father. In- okay. I love that. That's all of our goals, right? Hopefully. That's the goal. That's my goal is to de- develop that connection. And I mean, President Nelson has said that we have to learn to hear the voice of the spirit. And it's just interesting to think about how that voice will sound differently to all of us based on how we learn. Like you said earlier, that he speaks to, speaks to us in the language that we can understand. And I think that's tricky too, to explain to one of my kids, for instance, what the spirit sounds like, because it's gonna sound different to me than it does to someone else, because he communicates with us so, in so many different ways. And I think that's, amazing to see that that he works with us where we wherever we are so that we can understand he's not a god of confusion yes and he'll take us no matter where we are on that covenant path and take us to the next little step according to the way that we learn so if we are a nature learner he's probably going to come to us when we're out in nature or if we are an individual learner he he might come and speak to us while we're driving in the car when we have the radio turned off and we're all by ourselves like just those, those little things. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. So we are running out of time here, but I have one last question for you and then I'll have you share where people can find you and connect with you and learn more from you. But first, can you tell us what does standing with the savior mean to you? So standing with the savior means to me, it's a scripture in second Nephi chapter 25, verse 26 where it says, and we talk of Christ, we rejoice in Christ, we preach of Christ, we prophesy of Christ, and we write according to our prophecies that our children may know to what source they may look for remission of their sins. Standing to me means pointing people to the Savior. It's talking of him, it's rejoicing in him, it's prophesying, it's telling people about him. And I love there's a quote, and I didn't I didn't grab it. It was um, several years ago. Elder Anderson gave a talk in general conference that he said, in short, he said, if we do not speak of Jesus Christ, who will? And that is something that I think about all the time. It's like I need to talk of Christ and I need to point others to Christ in everything that we in everything that I do. And that is also found in um, I love in the new teaching in the Savior's way, that it says in there, as you teach, encourage learners to study the scriptures with the purpose of finding the Savior, not just finding verses or facts about him, but finding him. And that's kind of the thing that I think about as standing is speaking of him and pointing others to him in everything that we do. So... I love that so much. I feel that on a deep level. (laughs) So um, thank you. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. Okay, Erin, can you tell people where they can find you and connect with you online? Yes. So I am, I have a website. It's called seekthisjesusstudy.com. It's kind of a tongue twister, but, um, and then also I am on Instagram at the same handle, seekthisjesusstudy. And on Instagram, I'm sharing 
small and simple ways to connect with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ through gospel study. And um, and then on my website, I have lots of information, blog posts with specific resources for Come Follow Me. If you're an individual learner or a social learner, um, I have some courses that I teach that are available on my website also. So to learn more about learning styles. Awesome. I will link all of that in the show notes so you don't have to remember any of it. It'll be right there for you to click. But thank you, Erin, for coming on today and sharing your love of Jesus and your love of learning styles. I think that we have all learned something here today that will help us to connect with Jesus in a more personal level. So thank you for sharing all that you have shared. Thank Thank you, Lynette. And thank you for your platform that you use to help others to stand for Christ too. I appreciate what you share and how you help me to learn and to have confidence in standing for Christ in what I do. So thank you. Well, thank you. Those are very kind words. All right, my friends, isn't Erin amazing? I hope you learned as much from her as I did, and I hope you're excited to go and apply this in your gospel study, in your gospel teaching, in all the different ways that that you are learning or help others to learn the gospel and how to build that relationship with Jesus Christ. I am so grateful that you were here and that you committed to spend this time with me today. If it helped you at all, would you mind leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast? Leave a review, help others to know what they can expect by listening, and maybe one thing that you have learned, one specific thing that you have learned that has helped you in your life. Again, thank you for being here, and I will see you back here again next week. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me today. If you are ready to dive in deeper and join the stand movement, find me on Instagram at Lynette Shepard. That's two N's, two P's and an A-R-D or at LynetteShepard.com. If you like what you heard today, please consider sharing the show with a friend or leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. That works wonders in helping us to find the people that we can help. Thank you again. And remember, you were born to stand. See you next time.